what we're being invited to do is hold this loving presence around whatever is arising within the chaotic, wild feminine of the experience. Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, A Healing Journey to Self-Love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Radically Loved podcast. We are joined by a very special guest. She's a New York Times bestselling author, podcast host, and literally the first... (laughs) There's the camera. If you're watching this, you already know who it is. Katie Silcox is here, everybody. Insert clap track. (laughs) What's really cool is that we actually insert the clap track. Here it is again. What? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so first of all, can we just go into it and say, okay, we're like 400 plus episodes in and you were the first interview I ever did. Do you know that? You do know that. I told you. I I feel very, very good about that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Appropriate. Yeah, I have shared this several times throughout the podcast because I always have to shout it back out. You know, I'm I'm a sort of like a, you know, I'm a loyalist when it comes to the people who helped me from the beginnings, the humble beginnings. And uh, I'll never forget what you said when I just started the podcast. And I said, you know, I, I have this list of people that I want to reach out to. And I'm just, I don't know, like, what they're going to, and you're like, you know what? You make that list and you reach out to those people. It doesn't matter who they are. If it's Oprah, if it's this person, if it's that person, you just, you go out there and you reach out. And I was like, okay. And I did. And man, and I kept that same tenacity throughout. And, you know, here we are now, like millions of downloads in sponsors. We're like on iHeartMedia now. I mean, it's just the whole situation. All thanks to your encouragement. Yeah, I will take all the credit for all your success, Rosie. No, I, (laughs) you know, I just want to say that, and this is hopefully your listeners can appreciate the kind of universality of this, but I think that we are capable of so much more than we realize. And what's so beautiful about the horizontal relationship of awakening is like, it's so obvious to me who you are. It's so freaking clear, your gifts and unique talents and your creativity. And so we can kind of bounce that off of one another. And I'm sure you can do the same for me. And like, that's the beautiful thing of being in that field of the horizontal, which is heart to heart, which is how God made us. Like the divine wants us to bounce off of one another. We, we don't awaken in a cave. We don't enlighten ourselves in isolation. And I just remember being like, Rosie has such an offering. It's, I mean, we all have an offering, but it was so clear to me. And so I'm going to start taking some of my advice through you. I'm like, dang, I, I, I need to reach out to some people. 
<laughs> yeah, you do. You need to take your own advice. You know, we we teach what we need to hear, right? I mean, that's the the common phrase. I really want to talk to you about a couple of different things, and only because I know that this has been something that's been on your mind and on all of our minds, especially over the course of the pandemic and all of the information to sort through out in the world and just what's going on. I I really felt that it would be a great topic for us to talk about fear and to talk about how we manage going on a spiritual quest or just growing as as a person in the midst of all of these obstacles that we're encountering. Mm. So like there's no good or bad in the tantric cosmology of reality. There's just what's useful and what's not useful to get you towards your goal. And you get to decide what your goal is. And my goal is love and, and freedom and like to be able to get rid of whatever is preventing me from being in that. And so like the energetic of fear is a part of our physiology and it, it does have a healthy time and a place. So I don't mean to say all fear is bad. Like we want to learn an appropriate nervous system response to things and people that are legitimately threatening. The shadow side, what I think we're all kind of collectively going through right now is a great violent purge of fear. And we have over the past two years, especially become more connoisseurs of trauma than anything else. And so I've dedicated the past five years of my life to understanding how the nervous system functions and how we can unravel trauma from our nervous system, because I found that yoga and meditation didn't work. (laughs) Just sitting alone doing yoga and meditation was great for a lot of things. And I still use those tools but it didn't work to get to the roots of this deeply held fear that was inside of me. And it required that horizontal relationship of working with someone one-on-one that like formed this love bond, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So that's the trauma vortex. And what the trauma vortex does is it seduces the shit out of you. It says, come on in. Oh, you're in stay in. Oh, you're starting to see the light and you're starting to feel positive about your life and your body and reality and your job. No, 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 no. Come back in, come back in. Right. And that, that's what trauma does in our physiology and in our nervous system. It's a vortex that sucks you in and it's super seductive. Okay. So there's another vortex that's called the healing vortex. And that's what these ancient yogis, mystics, Jesus, Buddha, Tara, whoever, right? They've been talking about this since time immemorial, right? And so there's this other alternate vortex that's, my God, there's so much actually occurring in this moment that's beautiful, soothing, comforting, and also my physiology, no matter what I've got going on in my body, my body's constantly signaling to me signals of safety, ease, pleasure. If my body is receiving the information through my 16 different proprioceptive senses about my environment. And for most of us, most of the time, and I'm even including people in rough parts of the world, but for most of us, most of the time, especially those of us who live in great privilege, AKA most Americans, most of us, most of the time should be getting proprioceptive signals from our environment that we are beyond taken care of, safe, at ease, just getting a delivery from Whole Foods is a freaking miracle, right? And so 
we're not getting that input in the 16 different proprioceptive sensing systems in our body. One of the reasons is this thing, and I don't mean to demonize it. It's the iPhone, those of you who are just listening. And so I was talking with Rosie before the call about fear porn. (laughs) There's a difference between an appropriate nervous system response to a predator, be it some dude you met at a bar or a lion, and Instagram telling you something. There's a big difference between those two things. And so what the mass media of hypnotization is doing, it's keeping all of us in the trauma vortex. Mm. Because when you're in the trauma vortex, literally the prefrontal cortex of your brain shuts down and we can't take in new information. And so what that means, Rosie, is even if you are getting new information, you can't even take it in and you're going to have a confirmation bias to go with what your tribe is doing or I mean, we could talk about this for hours, but so my, my whole thing that I'm sharing at the Shakti school and in my own personal life, this is deeply personal to me. I'm not some awakened sage all the time. You know, I'm doing this in the trenches with my own being. It's what can I do most of the time throughout the day to feed myself information that is conveying the true reality of the healing that's actually happening. What if our whole society could do that because I'm in LA right now and bunny I'm like walking in these streets and I'm such a ridiculously hypersensitive little emotional creature despite how like you know confident you may hear me see seem I'm, I'm also just very tender and I'm walking around in these streets just feeling the collective fear and so as a yogini which the definition of that word is she who uses her own experience to awaken her own heart I have to, like all of us right now, really use this time to really ask the question, like, what karmic entanglement am I working my own way out of? Yeah. Oh, I mean, everything. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying everything that you just said. And I can absolutely relate to the dysfunctional addictive relationship that we have with these types. Again, I don't want to demonize the phone either because it's a medium, it's a tool. It It's, you know, helped me personally reach my audience and, and to even be doing what we're doing. But at the same time, there's that dysfunction that happens, right? Especially when we're living in this state of fear, this, and I always say like we get the, especially during the pandemic, we we get addicted to this like tragedy porn. You know, I don't know if you ever got into Clubhouse. And in the beginning, I was really excited because I love hearing people's voices. I mean, that's obviously why I started the podcast. I mean, it, before we started to do a video, it was only the recording and I really enjoyed that. So Clubhouse was really speaking to me. But after like a month, a month and a half, I started to feel like everybody was just trying to out tragedy each other. Like everybody was out trying. It was like tragedy porn. Like I was just listening to just this. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about expression. I want people to be able to express their feelings, but it almost started to feel like this one upping of tragedy porn. And I love what you're saying about like the fear porn, because I feel that we are, we're so in a way, desensitized and overstimulated in every facet of our lives. Everything is like, how can we get the most of this? How can we get the most of that? You know, with dating, 
I want to go through all of the choices. I want to get swipe all of the people and, and I want to get the most out of this and the most out of that. And it's just, how are we able to digest this all? Like we can't, right? So what do the yogis say? What does a, a student of Tantra say about these extremes? You know, like how are we supposed to navigate this, these waters? So what's super cool, like, and, and, you know, you and I haven't connected in a while, but I don't consider myself only a yogi anymore. And in the kind of limited version of it, in the bigger version I do, and because now I'm obsessed with Christian mysticism and Native American mysticism and so many different eldership communities from even my ancestry in, in Europe and what these eldership communities globally Every single one of them say is oftentimes different iterations on the same central truths. And so what we can do, you know, last night in Shakti school, we did a whole thing on Tarpana, which means to satiate yourself through satiating your ancestors. And it doesn't mean putting a picture up on a, you know, altar and bringing flowers and bringing oranges and lighting candles. That's a part of it, but those have specific meanings. And so one of these practices is that you begin to realize that we think that we are living these individual egoic experiences, especially in the Western psychology. But what we're actually experiencing is seven generations of experience that hasn't been able to digest itself. Mice have been, they've even studied mice and found seven generations. If you, if you do something stressful to a group of mice, their children will show the same signs of trauma and those mice, those new children, let's say they treat them like perfect mice and they live in a mice paradise. Those children's children will show signs of mice trauma. And those children of those children who lived in a mice paradise show signs of trauma. And in many ways, Rosie, like you and I, we live in sort of a mice paradise. There's, it's, we've never lived in a more abundant time. People actually live longer than ever. Our medications are better than ever. We could argue many people don't live a high quality of life, but that's often due to a lack of education around nutrition. Now, but going back to the mice, what they found was that the kids tend to have worse symptoms than the original trauma of the mice. Okay. So now look at our generations. I think that going back and understanding that what we're experiencing right now is not just Rosie and Katie living their individual lives, but is a recapitulation of seven generations, at least don't even go back that long. Let's say one or two, three generations of our ancestors experience. What didn't get digested by the ancestors has to get digested in the offspring. All religious traditions talk about this. The Bible talks about it. Ayurveda, most people don't realize that over 50% of Ayurveda is what's called entity extraction, aka ghost removal, aka ancestral hauntings. Now that doesn't have to scare us. You can see why it doesn't, you know, that's not good for marketing. Right. That's like not really a marketable. Not a marketable thing, but yeah. we, have, we have to take out our Western brain that thinks about Ghostbusters. It's they're speaking to neuroscience. It means that you have traces left by your ancestral DNA. And we now know this through modern science. Not that we need science to justify ancient wisdom, but it's nice, right? And so what I think is happening is we're having a recapitulation in mass 
of an A, an ancient trauma, but it's being supercharged by almost a mass psychosis around the actual amount of danger that exists. And I think you and I are so similar, Rosie, in that our hearts are massive and we do want people to feel heard, seen, known, accepted. We radically want there to be inclusion and equality. And my God, I mean, I created a whole school just for women because I saw so much inequality for women in the spiritual world. But at the same time, we have to recognize something called, you called it tragedy porn. I called it the trauma vortex, whereby when we become so focused on what's wrong, we actually rewire those ancient traumas and embed them even deeper into the neurophysiology. And we create a next generation of children who, you know, now little white kids and brown kids are acutely aware of racism, which is great. But not if they're also scared to sit with each other, you know, and so we have these bizarre trauma recapitulations. And I think so many of us are in a place where we actually do understand the complexity and the nuance of the situation, whether it be what's going on in the transgender community, what's going on with racism, what's going on with COVID, all of these things. Most Americans, and I'm just going to talk about Americans, are actually hyper aware of the deep complexity and nuance of these things. But our mass media, I'm not talking about just scrolling Instagram, I'm talking about the mass media has actually hyper-polarized us to such an extent that the vast majority of rational, kind, compassionate people are afraid of actually even speaking. So this is just me saying, look, everybody, we have to really, if you're a spiritual practitioner and you're noticing inside of yourself, and I have to check myself every day, Rosie, if you're noticing inside yourself that you are othering, you have to check yourself. When you're othering, You have left the realm of the healing vortex because the first thing we do when we enter the trauma vortex is we make me and mine good and you and yours bad. And I'm I'm intentionally not mentioning any groups of people because everybody's doing it. And I'm stepping out of that and going, you know what? Heart to heart, one person at a time. I want to sit with you. I want to know who you are. I want you to express your heart to me. And I want you to feel the same about me. And that's where I think we're going to like end some of this really destructive capacities that are coming forward. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I love what you said about the minute that we go into othering, because that's exactly when we separate each other from ourselves we create that separation. And at that point, it becomes easy to create walls and build barriers between me and you because now you're separate from me. And it makes it easier for me to now judge you and point the finger at you when I can just create my own little silo where my truth exists and then yours exists out there outside of me. So I I love that. I, I feel like if we could all do that, man, we'd be in a way better place. The holidays are over and it's time to set our eyes on new goals and a new year. 
After the frenetic stress of the end of the year and the holiday season, your immune system might be feeling a little bit worn down, especially in the thick of winter when it's sick season. And yes, my friends, there's still the normal things that go on during this time. We get colds, we're exposed to perhaps more viruses, and our immune system needs to be strong and healthy so we can tackle those 2022 goals. Did you know that one of the biggest ways you can boost your immunity is by supporting your gut health? It's true. In fact, 70% of your immune system is all in your gut. Jonathan Jacobs is an MD and professor at UCLA, and he says that the microbiome and the immune system are critically intertwined. This means that if you eat the wrong things, your immune system will suffer. But if you eat the right things, your immune system will get stronger. Now, I understand it's not easy to eat all the right things all the time, and that's why I recommend that you take Biome Breakthrough daily. Biome Breakthrough contains powerful probiotics and prebiotics, as well as one-of-a-kind ingredient called IGY Max. IGY Max is a patented egg-based protein that enhances gut health, reverses damage caused by antibiotics, and even helps with immunity threats. Biome Breakthrough and Magnesium Breakthrough are staples in my daily supplement routine. I feel so much healthier when I know that I'm taking the right supplements to promote my optimum health. You can make Biome Breakthrough part of your daily ritual as well. You can eliminate bad bacteria, feed the good bacteria, and build your immunity and repair your gut lining all at the same time. The best time to take Biome Breakthrough is first thing in the morning. You can mix it in an eight ounce glass of water and drink it on an empty stomach to experience less sickness, fewer gut problems, and less gas and bloating. So let's start the year off right. Power your immunity today by trying Biome Breakthrough risk-free at biomebreakthrough.com forward slash Radically Loved and use the promo code Radically Loved 10 to receive 10% off of any order. You have a 365 day money back guarantee, no questions asked. That's biomebreakthrough.com forward slash Radically Loved. Use the promo code Radically Loved 10 to get 10% off of any order. Ori is a fine jewelry brand founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. Because it's all real gold, you can wear it and never have to take it off. This is actually one of my favorite things. You can shower, sport, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for life. I get so many compliments on my rings. And my most recent addition, thanks to my Christmas list, was the gold bamboo ring. You all know how much I love working with female-owned businesses. Orate is ethically sourced and sustainably made. Their gold is never mined and their gemstones and diamonds are also certified conflict-free. Aside Orate's transparent pricing, Orate has now teamed up with Klarna to make their items even more accessible to all of us. Basically using Klarna, you can shop now and pay over time. For 20% off of your first Orate purchase, go to oratenewyork.com forward slash loved and use promo code loved. That's 20% off with no minimum spend, and they rarely have discounts as high as 20% off. So take advantage of this offer now. So go to www.aurate.newyork.com forward slash love and use promo code love to get 20% off. I want to talk a little bit about this idea of, you know, what you're saying about the trauma and, and sort of having this discussion and how it's like rewiring and it's sort of like re-traumatizing ourselves in a way. What about the opposite of when people 
then say, oh, then now I have to, I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to pretend like everything's okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to call it like toxic positivity, right? Or you go into the other extreme where it's just, yeah, I'm, no, everything's good. Everything's great. And I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. So what are the complexities in doing that? What is your opinion on, on doing that? So the spiritual walk is a razor fine thing. I always tell my students, like, look, we're holding this mudra. I've got two things in my hands. One, we could just call it one is the karma, or you could call it the trauma, whatever we want to call it, your conditioning, the shit that happened to you and your people and your culture, right? And then in the other hand, you've got the healing vortex, which is, you know, the fact that Jesus Buddha, Tara, there are energetics that can support us. There's all the lo- people that love you. There's like all the goodness, right, in your life. And we could talk for a long time about why our system is set up to notice this trauma vortex. Biologically, our brain is set up to notice this more. It's the what's wrong attention. It's how our little ancestors survived when there was a tiger, but it doesn't really help us now. And there's an evolution occurring in our brain where we're being invited to be with that sort of hind reptilian brain and evolve it into this new emergent brain, which is one of compassion. I mean, Thich Nhat Hanh is a master of this. So when I hear these phrases like toxic positivity and toxic, I have to admit this, this definitely, I have to practice love and light. When I hear people say toxic love and light, I just shake my head. I feel like an 80 year old woman, you know, real love and light is the opposite of any toxic positivity, right? Like if you're (laughs) actually holding love and light, real love and light can hold (laughs) infinite amounts of trauma. Real love and light can digest all the emotions. Like if, if I love you, Rosie, and you come and you're hurting, I got you. That's really the inner journey of the tantrika. It's saying, I will not repress anything. Let everything come forward into me like an ocean experiencing her own wave. But I'm not going to think I'm the wave and become obsessed with the wave and try to hold on to the wave. Or if you're like me, get really curious and interested in the wave and want to be psychoanalytic about the wave and then obsess about it with other people. Let's talk about your wave and my wave and this wave. And like, it's fun, right? It's like cosmic metaphysical masturbation. But at the end of the day, what we're being invited to do is hold this loving presence around whatever is arising within the chaotic, wild feminine of the experience. Right. And so I think that we talk about it as the Western dragon and the Eastern dragon. Many of us have this tendency to either go explosive. Like, I don't want to feel my own feelings. I'm not going to let them land in my body. So I'm going to blow it out on everybody else. It's like a fire breathing dragon or the Eastern dragon, which, you know, if you've seen those parades and the Eastern dragon comes off the ground and it's like got this sort of etheric, disparate, parted body and it never lets itself land. It's like, I will not feel anything, but they're both methods of not feeling anything. And so when I see people and I'm not excluding myself at all, I'm working with this to this day of letting the emotion land. And we typically, if it's something really scary, need the horizontal realm of me to you. In the ancient tradition, it was called a guru. I don't love that word anymore because gurus have been so naughty. And so what, 
what I, and by the time someone calls themselves a guru, just run in like the opposite direction, basically like <laughs> plenty of gurus out there. You guys just call up any good, loving body-based therapist there, call up any sort of like really good yoga. Uh, you know what I mean? Like these people are in the trenches doing this good work of holding space so that we can feel. And then once we felt it, connect to the healing matrix and walk in that. And so I'm just having to be very awake to, babe, how my own mind is so addicted to the what's wrong attention mm-hmm. that if I don't, I'm not going to suffer from toxic positivity. And most people aren't, right? Most people are suffering from to- toxic recapitulation of old, limited versions of who they are. Now, what we also see in the research is that if you, constantly deny your experience of being a fragile, emotional human being, it shows up as disease stored in the body. So I'm a big fan of digestion of emotional experience, but digestion involves elimination. And that's where I think our, our culture currently, we're caught in this sort of over and over, like, I just have to say it. I saw this New York magazine and I was just like, I can't let them, I can't follow them on Instagram anymore. And it was like, basically today's New York magazine said something like, Omicron is here. We never know when it's going to be gone. And we're all going to need to be hypervigilant and afraid of this. Now, I think everyone at this point knows I take very seriously the the coronavirus. And I think it's so wonderful, right, that we are doing things that are going to help people live. Right. But I also think that there's something going on where we're wanting to keep people in this fear because this new variant, as of right now, has only been shown to have mild cold like symptoms. And yet we're getting everybody bustled up. And you didn't say I could talk about this, but I'm just going off the rails. Do you, boo. We're getting everybody so freaked out about something that may or may not even have symptoms bigger than a common cold. I just want people to feel like they can start to open the door, and some of your listeners already have, to the way and science supports this. And Ayurveda says this is the single most important thing. Ancient Ayurveda, 5,000-year-old science and modern science say the same thing. The single most important way of preventing disease, and now I'm quoting from the Charaka Samhita, is to avoid the situations, information, and people that disturb your mind. Booyah, boom. And then science is saying stress, number one killer. Y'all, okay, if we really believe this, let's show up with it. Like we are meant to hold one another, another tight. We are not meant to be in isolation. That's what kills cells when they don't communicate with one another. Yeah, no, I, God, everything that you're saying, like I hear it. And I, I also am coming at it from the place of the listener, right? Who is saying, yes, I agree with all of those things. Yes, I want to have less stress. Yes, I want to create boundaries between me and the negative pathology that is the media or negative information. How do I do that in a, from a state of grounded resolve as opposed to doing it with fear? Because when you're saying that, I, I hear it, 
But to me, then there's the, oh no, now I'm afraid of all of the information. I have to take care of myself because I don't want to get sick. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. that's a really great reframing. We do need to take care of ourselves. And I do this all the time. You're like, oh man, I'm really afraid of EMFs. Shut up, Luke story. And I love Luke, right? (laughs) Oh, now, now I'm afraid of... uh, now I'm afraid of the New York magazine because of Katie Silcox. Now I'm afraid of this. And you know, we, that's the trauma of our yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Who it is. And so, you know, just really watching the state that things take you to. Right. And so it's a fine line, but I think you're bringing in a very important point. And that is we can also get so easily polarized into being afraid of all the things that are disturbing our mind. The nature of reality is dosha, which means disturbance, right? And so the idea is not that we run from things that, we're, that we think are bad for us or we don't hang out with people because we're afraid they're going to disturb our mind or we don't. I, I read the New York Times. I read the New Yorker. I read the Atlantic and I read Fox News every day just so I can see just the front page, just so I can see whatever, what's going on in the world because I care. Okay, so there's a, there's a way of like dipping your toe in But here's the differentiation. You have to decide what you want your life to be about. And my life, I'm very clear. I'm here to be a light worker. I'm here to be a bringer of light to myself and my lineage and my people that I encounter. I'm also, I'm a fire keeper. So I operate from a place of wanting to burn through illusion. My purpose on this planet is to have freedom. Okay. And so I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm also very loving and watery, but my purpose is to be a light worker. And trust me, some days I would rather not have that purpose. But if your purpose listeners is to be a light worker, which I think a lot of people on the planet, that is a part of their big part of their purpose is to be a a spirit woman, a spirit man, to awaken the energetic of love in the heart. If that's your purpose, then what Ayurveda says is, please, Take much care of what you put inside your body. And you're not just a physical being. You're an emotional, mental, causal, astral. You're a very complex thing. So I have to be very careful about what I eat. And Rosie, I would rather, I'm such a lover of like greasy hamburgers and French fries. And like, I would love to just like binge watch Mad Men and eat all of that. And I can't get away with it if I'm going to be the spirit woman God wants me to be. I love reading the news. Why? It's titillating. I'm an addict by nature. It's like, yeah, let's do this. You know, it's not going to work if I want to be a bringer of light. Right. further along you get on being a bringer of light, the more you have to kind of protect that light that many of you are working very hard to cultivate. And we're not that strong, Rosie. It can go like that. We're not that strong. So what are the things that we do that bring more light and do more of that and avoid or touch your big toe into the realms that, and I'm not saying, I mean, for some of you, you're like, well, I'm not disturbed by that. Great. I'm giving you my personal (laughs) things that I know disturb me, you know, cheeseburgers and news media. And, you know, it can be even the type of people that you date. Yeah. A thousand percent or the types of people that are your friends. 
that you're, are your, I mean, we all have that friend that, you know, you see them and they just talk about their, their stuff all the time. And it's so sad and so depressing. And like, you want to be there for them, but at some point it starts to bring your light down that will pull you down. And so you have to titrate it, you know? Yeah, no, I love, I love that so much. I'm, on board, you know, everything that you're saying makes so much sense. And you've given us so much context and dare I say, a lot to digest. So in saying that, I want to be respectful of your time. And again, I just I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing and the work that you've done and the community that you continue to build and cultivate and your teachings and your evolution as a, a leader in this space. I love that you were so diplomatic about what you said about guru, how they were naughty. And I'm like, they were, they've been fuckers at this point. And it's, it's very unfortunate that so many teachers in this space have not been in alignment with their dharma, their purpose. And I think that at the end of the day, all we can do is just find people that can shine that light a little bit brighter than our own, that we can, we can follow the way. And uh, you're definitely one of those people. So thank you for being that person and for doing the work and for being honest and for always showing up heart first. Mm -hmm. So saying that, where can people go for more information or to learn more? Yeah, we have a website, theshaktischool.com. You can find everything about our programs there. We run a yearly women-only Ayurveda training, but it's really love training, heart training, spirit woman, nice witch training. So that's happening January 12th. And yeah, I mean, I just want to completely highlight what you said about the guru. And, you know, nobody's more enslaved than the person that thinks they're a guru. We have to have compassion for that. And I just publicly, constantly tell my students, y'all, every time I'm opening my mouth, it's because I need to channel this for me. The people that are teaching need the medicine the most. And the ones that can recognize that I think are really powerful. And if you're out there listening, look, look for teachers that know they need this medicine and are humble before their human frailty and woundedness. And, you know, don't take themselves too seriously, right? Yeah, I love words to live by. Yes. I, I don't actually remember whether I asked you this question the first time we chatted, but it's a question I ask all of my guests. And of course, it has to do with why I started the podcast. And um, I mean, really why I wrote the book that I did is because I do believe that we are radically loved, supported by God, universe source, whatever you, you believe in, whatever higher power you believe in, the universe works for us and not against us. So for you, Katie, how do you feel radically loved? Rosie, when I can let my fiery willpower chill the fuck out, and that part of me that thinks that she can do, 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 and figure this all out, when I let that, I mean, you guys can already hear how I've gone out of fire and into total water. When I rest in watery ease and surrender into not knowing how to figure anything out, 
the Native Americans call it, you leave the male lodge and you go in the male sweat lodge and you go into the feminine female lodge. And the answer comes through in not in terms of words, but in terms of a state change. The question is asked with the mind and the answer comes through love in the body. And when I can let go of my egoic willpower and let this higher matrix of support come in, it is always saying one thing over and over and over again. You're already radically loved right now. And I'm going to plug this lady's book. I got to read an advanced copy and my heart was opening. And I thought, this is my soul sister, because you get this better than anyone, Rosie. Like, I know, you know what I'm talking about. And, and the last thing I'm going to say in the podcast is this. Religious people think about hell. Spiritual people have been through it. And when you've been through it and come out the other side and felt that love because of maybe how low you went, to be back in that state requires one thing. And that is, I'm going to take one step to God through saying, please be with me. And as soon as I do that one letting go, my ego is going to chill out for a second. I'm going to move into receptive mode. Love's already there. Man, it's been a while since somebody made me teary-eyed. I loved that so much. Thank you so much, Katie, for, man, for every, I can't even begin to list all the ways. I'm just, all I could say is thank you for everything, for being a part of this community, for just being a, a supporter of me and my work and for just showing up the way that you do. And everybody that's listening to this or watching this, you can see now why she is uh, somebody that I really admire and really love and hold and revere in my heart. So thank you so much for being here. Everybody that's listening to this or watching this, please remember to share this with a friend or somebody who you think may gain value out of this conversation. And uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And um, yeah, that's it. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.